Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! Please welcome to the Lightning Round Podcast the co-host of American Ninja Warrior, the current host of the talk. He's an author, analyst, former Charger player, who's important to us, of course. And also, maybe more importantly, my fellow Aztec, from our alma mater, San Diego State <laughs> University, Akbar Bajabia Miller. Fine on, the on and on. Yes, Tex, man. Sons of mothers. Hey, don't get me started. I'll start singing the fight song. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So um, speaking of uh, your name, I know you get a ton of questions about it. I'm sure you've you've talked about it a lot. But, uh, you know, being able to read your book here, which is Everyone Can Be a Ninja, um, there's one, there's a very specific meaning about your name, not just the one that I gave, but your full name. But yeah. also your father told you to make them say your name. Yes. So can you talk to us about that and uh, why he said that? Well, you know, it, it was one of those things, you know, and I, and I detail this in, in the book, Everyone Can Be a Ninja, about some of the hurdles that I had to overcome growing up. And one of the obstacles was the fact that my name, which is my first name is an Arabic name, and my middle name, Nigerian, my last name, Nigerian. 
And in that time, growing up in the 80s and 90s, the kids weren't so nice. You know, now they call it bullying. Um, but, you know, I got teased relentlessly. And I just remember wanting to have an American name. And I just was like, I, I didn't want the people to stand out or I would be like, oh, like just like quivering, like, oh, when the roll call, all right, here, here. And then the teacher always got to my name and just jacked it up. And it just, everybody <laughs>, laughs. And it was like, can you imagine doing this for 10 years? Just, you know what I mean? Like being made fun every time roll call comes around. So I remember telling my dad, I like, I want my name to be Dexter or something. <laughs> I, I don't know what I said. It was just something random, some random name that I want to be. And my dad with his thick Nigerian accent was like, no, make them say your name. And it was just it was like, just the way he said it, I was like, oh, wow. And it was like a shift. It was a change. Um, and I started to be able to embrace that uniqueness that was different, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that was, that's what kind of started me off in, in the right direction and being able to be comfortable with who I am and being able to accept differences, my differences. And I think it's even helped me with the platform on the talk as well, you know, being able to understand that you can be different and still have the same respect, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, just uh, the full name, can you give it to like what each of them meant? Because your last name was very interesting to me. Yeah, Akbar Oluwakemi Idowu Bajabiamila, right? And that's what the American accent, uh, just so your listeners can kind of digest it. But the <laughs> yeah. first name, Arabic in Arabic, means great. Um, Oluwakemi is kind of like God gives me favor. God, um, and then Idowu means born after twins. And then Bajabiamila means big man come save me. And you get those two together and they kind of spells out something. And my dad said, you know, in our culture, you have to live up to your name. Your name tells a story about you. And and I take great pride in that, knowing that, you know, the name means something and that, you you know, you have something that tells your future. And so I'm just hoping, like, even with this platform that the Lord has blessed me with, uh, whether it's Ninja Warrior, whether it's the talk, that, you know, hopefully that I am able to help somebody, whether it's cheering people on on American Ninja Warrior or being able to add to the conversation when it comes to the talk, I've always said, especially in this day and uh, age where so many people are just, it's all, every subject seems so polarizing and everybody's ready to fight each other and so easily offended. And I've, I've been about this, this mantra, which is conversation over confrontation and hopefully steering the national discussion on any topic into just having a conversation. We know we're in the middle of this cancel culture Right. And uh, I love I think I heard somebody recently say we shouldn't be in the cancel culture. We should be in the council culture. I just thought, wow, that was so well said. Yeah, we should be because it's all about learning conversation over confrontation. So it, that man, that's that's great. And so also uh, in your book, you talked about growing up in Crenshaw, loving basketball. Your coaches pushed you to play football, though. And you were kind of thankful because in that first practice, you were crying in your helmet can you can you tell us about that oh man I, I got i got my crenshaw high school um picture up in the back of me uh off to the side over there but um yeah i, I was in love with basketball i grew up here in la i'm in los angeles showtime you remember the lakers and kareem abdul jabbar magic johnson michael thompson cooper brian scott all those i mean that was the era that i grew up in and i wanted to play basketball so I'd only played basketball since I was a kid all the way up to my my senior year in high school. But in my senior year, my brother, Kabir, had so much success in football since he was a kid. He was just always gifted. You know, he was just athletically gifted. 
Um, and he worked hard too. And people was like, you should play football like your brother. I'm like, mm -mm, that's a barbaric sport. <laughs> no, you know, basketball players, when you get slapped, you think you just played a whole football game. Oh, 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 oh I got fouled. Oh. And then they walk around like they tough because they got slapped. Like, what are you doing? You just got slapped. What are you talking about? <laughs> in the army, you think you're the, the baddest dude on the planet. Um, and I, my first football game, after they just wore me out to, to pressure me to play football, after my first practice, my pads on backwards and just upside down. I just looked like a hot mess. And I was in basketball shoes. And my, uh, I cried. I cried so badly that first uh, practice. It was so, my fingers were getting jammed and cut in between the, in between the face mask. And, you know, it was just, oh, bumps and bruises. I came home and I quit. And my dad was like, you did what? You said you were going to play? You're going to finish it. You start it, you finish it. And I never forgot that lesson, um, even though I was mad, too. I was so mad. <laughs> and who would have ever thunked it? And my dad tells me this all the time. You never know God's surprise because sometimes people can see in you what you can't see in yourself. And so I am forever grateful because it changed the trajectory of my life. Um, the truth is, as much as I, you know, I'm only telling you guys this, if you say this in front of, if I say this in front of the homies, my story changes. But <laughs> I was not going to the, I, I wasn't as talented as I thought I was. In my head, I thought I was Kobe Bryant, but in reality, no, 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 I, I, I didn't have the skills to pay the bills. Yeah. How many, yeah. By the way, how many basketball scholarships did you get? You know what? That's crazy. Zero basketball yep. scholarships. <laughs> <laughs> football scholarships having only played one year of a football only yep. one year of football I, I got five scholarships san diego state cal berkeley oregon fresno state uh and colorado state i, I mean who would have who would have ever thought it and you chose san diego state because your brother played there correct yeah i chose san diego state because my brother was there and i thought man that'd be cool to have the opportunity to play and especially to somebody that you know that can help you play the position that you're playing that, you know, because when people get competitive, they may not want to give you the inside, you know, and so he kind of helped walk me through and help me grow. So I, I, I owe a lot to my brother who who really did help lead the way for me in so many ways. So speaking of your brother, I understand you have seven brothers and sisters. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, six boys, one girl. And you guys were pretty competitive growing up and even sometimes physical. Is that right? Yeah, we grew up, we're a WWE family. My sister didn't appreciate it because we threw her in the pack. And we would do, we would take the uh, the bunk beds and we'd create our own ring around it. And we were slamming, we were jumping off the top bunk bed with the elbows. And she didn't, pretty, my, my sister had a pretty rough uh, childhood because we didn't know any different. It was just, you know, like, hey, we just needed bodies. We needed bodies so we could slam and tag team and, um, those, those are the good, that was the type of fun. We, we made up our own fun, you know, and you guys made your own belts. Is that right? Yes. yes. Yeah. My late brother now passed away during uh COVID, uh, Tony, I got to give him love because Tony would take a cardboard box. Thank you for sharing this. My goodness. You're going to make <laughs> me cry. He would take cardboard boxes and cut them out as a belt, like a big size belt. And he would wrap it around in foil to get the <laughs> shininess. And he did it in such a meticulous way. Like 
we really felt like we had the belt and they were functional too. He put holes in them. So, you know, like, so, so you can connect them in the back. I mean, he really did like <laughs> a masterful thing. We had the intercontinental belt and then we had the heavyweight belt. Um, and we really fought for those belts. Like it was the real thing. Like, and you walked around the house, like, yo, I've got the belt in the house. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was Who won the most belts. Um, actually it was, uh, Kabir Kabir. I'm telling you, Kabir had the most belt at one time. Kabir was the intercontinental champion and the heavyweight champion. I, I might even answer this question. I can't even believe like I'm even going back this far. Like he was the intercontinental and the heavyweight champion. Um, because when my brother Tony, who made the belt, um, he would he put him in a figure four leg lock, and he was really trying to get Kabir to 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 uh, give up. And Kabir would through all the pain would not tap out. I mean, <laughs> to the point that Tony got so tired of holding on because Kabir would not. I mean, I thought he was gonna rip his leg off. <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm told this is like this could have ended up in the hospital. Like it was that intense. And uh, and that's how Kabir ended up becoming the heavy. He took the heavyweight from from Tony. Oh, awesome. that's a great story. Yeah. Um, so Akbar, you were a member of one of the best Chargers teams of all time, the 26, the 2006, 2006. Charger team. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experiences on that team and maybe give us your favorite moment from that season? I'm sure there were a lot. Yeah, there's there's so many. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I, I think back to Ladanian Tomlinson and that that record year that he had, and just I mean, it was such a big deal. Um, for Ladanian Tomlinson. So I, I remember that. Um, but, you know, I, I love my time with the Chargers. And it's one of my favorite part of my NFL career because it's actually the Chargers who I give so much credit for my broadcasting career because the San Diego Chargers had a coach by the name of Greg Minuski. He was my linebackers coach. Mm -hmm. And he taught me the game because many people don't know my, my career kind of cut short because I moved from D end to linebacker. And whereas I thought I was a very good defensive lineman, but moving to that outside linebacker position, it exposed uh, a level of the game that I didn't understand. I didn't understand coverages and dropping back into the zone, the hook to curls to the flat and how to read receivers and all that formation. All that stuff was brand new, but it was Greg Minuski who took the time to really teach me the game. I, I write about Coach Minuski in the book because him teaching me about the game and allowing me to expand my vision when I watched the game allowed me to later get into broadcasting and be able to talk about the game. Because you can't talk about the game if you don't understand the game. And just because you play the game, I knew my position, but I didn't know the entire game. And it was Greg Minuski who taught me that. And that gave me a little bit more life to play with the, char uh, with the Dolphins later on. But uh, my favorite story was Marty Schottenheimer, late Marty Schottenheimer, and two stories quickly was uh, one was I didn't I was a free agent and I said, you know what? I'm tired of sitting at home. I lived I bought my first home across the street from the Chargers facility. I walked into the Chargers facility unannounced. Georgette was at the front desk and I said, hey, I'm here to meet with Marty Schottenheimer. And she goes, do you have an appointment? I was like, nope. And she kind of gave me one of those looks like, yep, this is a, this guy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Just very nicely. She goes, you know what? I'll take down your name and number, which means get the heck out of here. I'll take down mm -hmm. your name and number and I'll pass it along. And I was like, dang, I'm getting big timed here. All right. I gave my name and number knowing that nobody was going to call me. And as God is my witness, I turn around 
and Marty Schottenheimer is coming through the front door before he goes up the stairs. And I had a decision in, in a split second. Do I just wait for her to give him the message because I left it? Or do I actually approach him? And I was like, no, Akbar, don't make a fool of yourself. No, do it. Do it. No, she's going to give it to him. No, don't do it. Don't go do it. And I was just going back and forth. I said, coach, and my voice started trembling. I said, hi, my, my, my name is Akbar Baja Biamela. And, and I, like, I live here in town and I just want to be a charger. He goes, I know who you are. He goes, I'll talk to the scouting department and, you know, we'll make a decision. That was in like towards the end of the season, like late December, January. And I got a call three weeks later. Um, you're going to be a charger. I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? I mean, but he gave me his word. Like, you don't understand how valuable that is. He's the head coach of the San Diego Chargers at the time. Head coaches yeah. don't deal with that. They don't do that. They have their scouting department doing it. He says, I will go talk. And he talked to them, and then he gave me that. I will forever, forever um, be grateful for that. That's in my book as well. So, um, yeah, I, I remember that. And then uh, Marty Schottenheimer always holding players, whether it was myself who just got there as a walk-up off the streets um, or LaDainian Tomlinson, he never showed favoritism. And that's why so many guys, you talk, hear anybody talk about Marty Schottenheimer, they have so much respect for him because he didn't play favorites. He didn't go, oh, I'll treat the star player differently because you lose the locker room like that very quickly. Marty Schottenheimer never lost the locker room. He always had our respect. Man, those are some great. I we loved Marty, man. She, everybody talk, and you're right. Everybody talks so highly of him every time yeah. they mention his name. Uh, you have another Chargers connection. Uh, when you went to San Diego State, you played with Kasim Osgood. Who, Kasim Osgood, yeah, yes, he transferred from Cal Poly. Do you have? I mean, he's one of the greatest Chargers special teams player in history. Uh, do you have any stories of him from college or uh, while he joined the Chargers? You could share with us. We'll yeah, take I've dirt. Got, we'll yeah. take trash talk. Whatever you got. <laughs> I, I, I've got everything, man. He and I, we have we have some good stories. Some that I can't share, um, but uh, he was such a great dude. You know I, what I love about Kasim was Kasim. A lot of people don't know this about him, and, and this is probably a little bit of a shot at him. But you know, maybe uh, hopefully he can appreciate it. But he is one of the smartest dudes. I've ever met. When he came from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, um, he had nowhere to stay, so he lived with me um, at my place, and we lived together, you know, roommates for a while. But he knew everything. The dude is like a savant or something. He knew a little bit, actually more than a little bit, about everything. He was so well-rounded. But what he always did was he always played down. He never wanted anyone to know his intelligence. So he could flip it on and off I mean, when I say this dude, like, seriously could run for president of the United States and end uh, global whatever, like, global crisis. I mean, he is super smart, but he never wanted anybody to know that. And, and it always baffled me. But, you know, I don't know if that's a cultural thing where you sometimes get shamed for your intelligence or smarts. But uh, that's the one thing I always remembered about Kasim Osgood going, like, Kasim Osgood could do anything. He did not have to play football at all. Like, and the fact that he was so good at it made me – a little envious. Because <laughs> like, you had to be good at everything, man. Like, we need something for somebody. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, um, last question for me here yep. is: I know um, your first NFL sack came came against Dante Culpepper. Yes, and I'm sure that's a story you've told over and over. Oh, I bet he's got a picture. Uh, uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's in, it's in my office. I, I do have to. Uh, 
Uh, hopefully the lights aren't going. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. But, but there no, it is. <laughs> yep, the Raiders. The Raiders gave that to me. There's uh, there's Dante right there getting sacked. There's Philip Buchanan. There's Anthony Dorsett, Taryn Shaw, and there's Nate Burleson, who I worked with for for many years at the NFL Network, and now we're part of the CBS family. Um, but yeah, uh, it was kind of cool for the Raiders to, to to do that for me. You know, I was like, that's why you know it was. Um, it's one of those things, man. You, you the, the organizations like the Chargers, like you know, people always think that you know players, you know, organizations don't care about players. They get done with them after. They're like, no, like the Chargers, they 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 literally and the Raiders, like to me, have always been cool with me. And 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 it's not like I was a an a, an all star or anything like that. You know what I mean? So it was that. That's how you know it's real. You know what I mean? They're not giving me preferential treatment because you know I was a I'm a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? So. About the sack, we like to ask our guests when they come on the show to tell stories about their playing days. So I'm sure you've told stories about the sack, and I'm sure it gets a little bigger every time you tell it. But the sack no. of Culpepper, can you take us through, just tell us like as much as you can about it. You know, Who did you beat? How hard did you hit him? What move did you use? Break it down for us, and feel free to have some fun and embellish it if you want to. You, you know what? There's, <clears throat> there's no embellishment on this one. Um, and um, yeah, there's no embellishment, and I do have to run after this one. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Um, but no, there's no embellishment. It, it was actually a hustle sack. My first sack was a hustle sack. I had made a move, and I remember I got punched. I fell down on the ground. I got up, and it was just like I saw it, and I was like, and I just made the hustle and just got up, and 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 I actually didn't know that I made the sack. Believe it or not, until <laughs> I don't know if I could say this on. On, on this uh, show, but I, I got to the sideline. I was just kind of like in this. My, I was like, "What just happened?" And Warren Sapp comes up to me like, "Hey, you, you, you know, you just popped a cherry. You just popped a cherry. Yeah. You just popped a cherry. You <laughs> <laughs> like what?" <laughs> I mean, it was just like everything was just happening so fast, and so, uh, so yeah, I never forgot that. Um, but yeah, I was like, "Dang!" Like my first NFL sack against Dante Culpepper, who had watched, you know, obviously for years when I was in college. So. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I'm um, just letting you guys know, I obviously have the partnership with Experian and I'm super committed uh, with the relationship with Experian to be able to help people build uh, and save their, uh, build their credit while saving money. Experian has Experian Go, which allows people who are credit invisible, who have no credit to get instant credit right away. You know, for, for far too long, especially when I was younger, if you didn't have credit, you try to open up a credit card and you're like, well, I can't even get, I can't get credit because I got denied. They said I don't have enough credit. Well, Experian has kind of jumped in and said, look here, we're stopping all of that nonsense. We're going to allow people to get credit so you can get access. Because I think everybody knows that access is the key to be able to save you money. If you got credit score, highest credit score, you have lower interest rates. If you have no credit score, it's hard to get anything. And if you do get something, it's a super high interest rate. So uh, Experian.com slash go or if you want to boost your credit, you think, hey, I'm pretty established, my credit is good, you can self-submit your Hulu bill, your Netflix, Disney Plus, and your utility bills, lights, you know, uh, gas. You can submit those in to Experian, and you're able to boost your credit score. And oh, by the way, they're also helping people save money by being in the auto insurance space now. So yes, Experian is in the auto insurance space, and who knows, I might be the next Experian hype guy uh, and singing some sort of insurance tune for experience. So, but thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Akbar. We really appreciate it.